Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing Job chapter 31, looking at verses 16 through 23 in the New Living Translation. Job is still the speaker and he is still letting all who will listen know that he is innocent. He doesn't know why all of this has happened to him. But let's listen to God's word. It reads, Have I refused to help the poor or crushed the hopes of widows? Have I been stingy with my food and refused to share it with orphans? No, from childhood I have cared for orphans like a father, and all my life I have cared for widows. Whenever I saw the homeless without clothes and the needy with nothing to wear, did they not praise me for providing wool clothing to keep them warm? If I raised my hand against an orphan, knowing the judges would take my side, then let my shoulder be wrenched out of place. Let my arm be torn from its socket. That would be better than facing God's judgment. For if the majesty of God opposes me, what hope is there? Again, this is Job chapter 31, verses 16 through 23 in the New Living Translation, which titles this Job's final protest of innocence as he proclaims his purity and innocence. I'll be back to share insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scotts. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't subscribed and followed, please do so. Thanks to Podchaser for naming my podcast to its list of 60 best podcasts to discover in November. Give it a listen. Drop me a line. Like me and follow on Facebook and Twitter. Again, we're looking at Job chapter 31, verses 16 through 23 in the New Living Translation. In this section, Job is again um, proclaiming his innocence and this time he's proclaiming his innocence uh, against saying he did not victimize the poor or the weak so he's saying if his friend said okay job you have all this stuff that possibly could be the reason for your downfall and he's telling them explicitly line by line argument by argument how he's innocent in uh, these few verses um, he talks about the fact that he did not fail to care for the poor job uh, re-emphasizes his generous treatment of those who were poor eliphaz accused job in chapter 22 of mistreating and oppressing the poor and job says he never so much as lifted up his hand against the fatherless so not only mistreating the poor but you know he had a whole list of things 
It says, have I refused to help the poor or crush the hopes of the widows? Have I been stingy with my food or, and refused to share it with orphans? And he says, no, that's not me. So he's saying that he did not even uh, lift up a hand against the fatherless. He always helped the widows. He, uh, they always uh, thanked him because he gave the best. Uh, he never threatened them. He never frightened them. He never offered to hit them. Never used his power to crush those who stood in his way or squeeze out what he could out of them. Though he saw that his help, uh, though he saw his help in the gate, that is, though he had interest enough both in the people and the judges. And of course, the judge would tell him that he was right, you know, to do whatever he was doing. But he did not use that as an excuse to hurt anyone, to harm anyone, to belittle anyone, to not comfort those who needed comfort. And in his time of needing comfort, he had no comforters. He called his friends, again, comfortless comforters because they didn't offer him comfort. They came to convict him and tell him all that he'd done wrong and that was possibly the reason for the affliction that he was suffering. Those that have in their power to do the wrong thing and go through with it and a prospect of getting by and yet do justly and love mercy are both, um, they have, let's see, I'm trying to read Matthew Henry. Some of his words take me a little, a little while for my brain to wrap around. And they are uh, firm to both, but may afterwards reflect upon their conduct with much comfort, as Job did. So even though Job could, because of his uh, authority, handle uh, orphans or uh, the homeless or widows a certain way, he could have handled them with a heavy hand, but he did not want to. He said from his childhood... His parents taught, taught him to take care of the orphans, take care of widows, take care of those who were needy. So that was his nature, to just be that kind of generous person to help those in need. And he said that if this is not so, let my, let, let my arm be broken from his socket. And that symbolizes destruction of strength. Uh, and he basically is saying, let the flesh rot off from the bone and one bone be disjointed and broken off from another. And remember, these are like, remember when we make these oaths and vows that if, if, um, if I'm not telling the truth, may such and such happen. So this is what Job is saying. If I'm not telling you the truth, let my left arm be broken from its socket. If I've ever raised my hand to harm anyone. Uh, he had not, um, let's see, he did not want to, you know, do anything to get divine vengeance. Because he looked at God as his final judge. And that God could was going to right any wrong on behalf of those who were needy so he did not want to be um, want God the righteous God to break that arm that was lifted up against the fatherless 
as he withered Jeroboam's arm that was stretched out against the prophet. So Job did not want God to actually um, do anything to him. He was saying as, uh, you know, like we say when we're when we're swearing to something if i am not telling the truth let this this and this happen so that's what job was doing okay back to what matthew henry says and the commentary so it's more than just matthew henry this curse is directly related to the actions described by job if he had raised his hand against orphans his arms should be broken and that was probably something from uh the law in the um the, the canon leviticus deuteronomy numbers probably from the law but he was saying that he'd never done any of that so he's still trying to explain or figure out why he's being aff afflicted if he's not done anything you know to break any of god's laws and matthew henry let me end with what he says even when salvation from God is a comfort to us, yet destruction from God should be a terror to us. So even though salvation is a comfort, that doesn't give us a right to just go ahead and sin and do whatever we feel like doing. Uh, the scripture says, God forbid, just because I have grace doesn't mean that I'm going to use it in a... a to you know to do things that's wrong let's pray father we thank you for your word um praying right now for my brother you know what the needs are and you know what the prognosis is you know what we uh the doctors have said and they've said that you know if he wants to live that it's really he needs to have a, a will to live so god right now we're speaking that he has a will to live we're speaking that he's going to walk from, uh, from this, this, um, his bed of affliction. He will rise and get back to his pulpit again. God, I'm praying for those, uh, anyone else who needs you in that special, powerful way as he does right now. There are so many who are sick. There are so many who are um, jobless. There are so many who are, have all kinds of other hurts. The hurts are numerous. But you're a big God, and we cast it all upon you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.